0: Okay so how would you describe the way you're living
1: We live in a simple a simple way really quite uh similar to how oh, no I'm sorry <laughs> it's cuz that's right in my face it's really distracting um, yeah does it need to be that close Okay <laughs> uh how would i describe how we're living
0: well, you're off-grid, aren't
1: you? Okay, yeah. We live in an off... Yeah, we're off the grid, yeah, in a, on a piece of land. And I'm sorry, I'm terrible at
0: this. No, it's okay. So why are you living like this? Why is it important to you? You've, Can you tell me about when you lived in Portugal off-grid with your partner before you had children?
1: Um, can I just go back to the very first question? I'll just try and answer that instead. Okay. Um, so, what was the question? Could you ask me again? How
0: are you living, and why are you living like this?
1: Okay, we okay, we live without electricity, and without uh, water coming from the the water companies. <clears throat> we have a stream at the bottom of the land. We collect our water to uh, to wash in. We bathe in it. We heat it up in the bath, and we collect our water to wash our. Our dishes in and we collect spring water to drink so we we're living learning to meet all of our needs, which are having our shelter, which we've got and our our water supply and we're le- we we're, we're growing off we're starting to grow food and keep animals uh we have our chickens for eggs. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, don't apologise. I okay. think for a minute. And... Yeah. So. So, how long have you been living like this for? Since you were young, because you've been with your partner for eighteen years.
1: Yes. Yeah. We. <sighs> we started living in my early twenties. John, first of all, went out and started camping and come back and sort of telling me of his experiences and it, it brought me into it and brought me a closer connection with nature than what I'd had for a while and I'd kind of yeah lost touch with that that connection before that um, <clears throat> so yes we started in our early 20s just living simpler going out camping and after a while we realized that the amount of money we were spending living in a Paying rent and living in a house was just meaning we had to work all the time. So learning to sort of, well, John went out and built this place in in the forest. Very simple, without really any damage to the landscape, just kind of in with the landscape. And we started living in there. And after that, we did that for five years. And as we were staying there, we saved a lot of money. We were able to travel in the winters. And stay there through the summers and then we moved on and kind of eventually lived in Portugal and um, on a friend's piece of land in a very simple way compost toilets and just simple living really and we did that for a while until we uh, decided that having children would be something that came into our life and we wanted children Especially because we've been learning about bushcraft and living like our ancestors with primitive skills and we've been making fire by friction and making all of our meals on a on a fire and every meal we had because we didn't have children, we had the time and we wanted to get more skilled, we' would make a drill fire to have that to cook on and to make that fire and so those kind of traditional skills and also uh foraging our food so and and just learning to make shelters on the landscape and live out in simple shelters and we wanted to share that with our children a simple way of life uh so yeah that, that sort of how uh, shaped our decision to have children and yeah and then we had children and the reality of having children in this modern life coming back to england uh i decided i really needed like to rent a house again and to do that for a while because being a mother was uh, <laughs> it brought out lots of challenges and i needed time to just focus on that learning to be a mother <laughs> uh so we lived differently than what we wanted but i taught my children to forage from the age of when they first started eating food, they'd start eating forage food and um we still had we went out and spent a lot of time in nature and went camping and But after a while, it was kind of like okay we need to we need to get some land and we found land and and then we realized we just yeah, we just needed to start living on our land and that was our sort of goal to start doing that and that it took a while, but um yeah, so only a year ago. Yeah, it was roughly a year. Yeah, we managed to actually come onto our land into this half-half uh, built pallet bungalow <laughs> at the time, which had no windows. Middle of summer though, so it was absolutely great. Just a place to sleep, and we spent all day, all day outside in our kitchen, which was just a shelter by the river where the kids could play by the river. And it was, it was great. We loved it, <laughs> and we're just, I just love being in nature basically stepping out and being surrounded by nature and not in a town. It's much less stressful than kind of living in a house surrounded by neighbours and stepping out onto concrete and cars and things like that with young children. I feel like my, my children have got a freedom here that they couldn't have in a, in a town. <laughs> yeah, so we're very happy.
0: <laughs> and um, you're quite happy about electricity and piped water you have uh, how do you cook
1: uh we just when we first moved out here we use gas and gradually we've realised that the gas was running out really quick and it costs a lot of money and it wasn't really how we wanted to it's not the way we wanted to be living but uh so we we now cook on the on the wood burner, which heats our house. So it's just great to be using something that we're using anyway. We're heating the house. We, we often have water in a pot from the river, heating up, ready for washing up. And we could call our food on the wood burner.
0: <laughs> and could you tell me about home education, please? Why is, is it important to you to teach your own children all of the time?
1: I, 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 I know my children are learning all the time and their learning is, is very natural. They learn from birth how to walk, how to talk and everything, all the things like that. And it's a continuation, really. It's not like at school age they start to learn and it's, it, doesn't kind of, it hasn't kind of been like that for us. We've, we just see a natural progression of learning. And as my children show more of an interest in something, we can get people, if I don't know the knowledge, I can find people and when we've got the money for it to bring tutors. And there's been times where I've had that. I had a uh, Steiner kindergarten teacher and she used to come once a week and spend uh, a morning with my children and do arts and writing and, and just kind of a very gentle learning process. And then there's other times where we, we had an old lady who we used to visit and she she would do sewing with them. And there's times where my husband is doing some sewing and they share an interest, they come along, they want and my they want to do sewing. So they'll they'll do that with him. And my daughter Senan has made like little pouches and things like that. She can do saddle stitch and she loves doing sewing and she's very creative and they they are often drawing and writing and it's just a very natural they're learning in a very natural way, I think.
0: And yeah. um do you have everything that you need? Are you completely happy?
1: Okay. <laughs> That's a big question. Um do we have a, are we completely happy? <laughs> no, I I would love to be with in a community really. I feel like that we're doing these things. Often alone, and I'd much prefer to be doing it with a tribe. Like I imagine, like our ancestors lived with this whole village around them, and they they did it together. <laughs> and everyone had different skills, and the children had other children, and they had other like all different stages of development to learn from. And we we're we're excited to create that in our lives with our friends and our, a wider network of community and it's really that's really positive and i'm really excited about that um
0: will you welcome other yeah, people to come live with you on your land
1: i i think yes and uh yeah uh, if the right people it has to be the right people and then as people come here it's it's uh it's an ongoing thing of learning to work together and live together I know it's not as it's not as great as I don't know it's a it's a process isn't it of, of living together with other people
0: <laughs> and how many people would you like to have ideally do you have a number in mind
1: not really but I but I I know and I think that living with less because of how we've come, where we've come from as our like broken culture it's not we've not got so much the skills to to be together yet and it's something we need to learn to how to come together and to communicate but but I think if people are coming from the right place in their heart I think we can make it work it's I, I just don't know I haven't got loads lots of experience with it either so it's just the feelings and thoughts I have on it.
0: Are you political at all? How do you feel about society right now and the way everything's going?
1: Um, I wouldn't call myself political. Um, I hear a lot from John. <laughs> he, he he keeps up to date on everything that's going on. And I, I like to be aware of what's going on. Um, it helps to be prepared for things that are going to happen possibly happen possible futures but I'm very much in the present moment a lot of the time with young children as well they they really ground you and bring you into the moment and my my life is more just day-to-day with them and and living (laughs) now
0: so your your life your day-to-day life is about bringing your children up and it looks like you make sure you're outside a lot of the time Because that's important for well-being and yours.
1: I'd say it naturally happens, being surrounded by nature on the good days, on the sunny days, and having animals to go out and tend to brings you out. And now it's springtime as well, coming to, like, starting to tend to the land and grow seeds, and we're going to be growing lots of plants and trees and getting more animals. We plan on getting some ducks and some bees. So all those things bring you out, and it's... yeah, it's great to be have reasons to come out too. And in the winter, we we did stay in a lot, a lot more, and it's yeah, was nice you, too.
0: <laughs> was it any? Was COVID different for you at all? Was it different? To, did it did it keep you in the house more, or was life normal? Uh
1: it, it stops. A lot of the groups I was just starting to find home education groups, and so. It also stopped my mum wanting to visit really when my son was, my last son was born. And there was things about it, but on the whole, we just kind of lived how we normally would live. <laughs> I don't think it changed too much.
0: And um, are you happy living in this particular type of building, or would you be happy living in anything out of doors? Is it, is it nice for it's made out of wood? Does it appeal to you? especially, having pallets or?
1: Oh, I love I love the house <laughs> and John put all of his energy into it and he created it for us and I love that. Um, when he was actually building it I think he had in mind we have four children and he thinks we need a lot of space but actually at the time that he was building it I was kind of like I'm happy with a small space, I'm happy in a small space because it, it keeps us closer I think when you're close together but Actually, it has been great having the space, too. Um, I I really like a yurt. I could happily live in a yurt with maybe an extended porch on it for a kitchen or something. Yeah, it's nice to have a big kitchen space.
0: (laughs) Yes, well, I photographed your kitchen in the living room. Would you call this a living room?
1: What kind of room is this? Uh, We call it the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, I guess a kitchen slash living room. Yeah. Um we we do a lot of cooking. I put a lot of time into cooking and preparing nourishing food.
0: <laughs> do you have any favorite food or any favorite recipes at all?
1: Uh we we love to make stocks and broths at the moment because that is very nourishing and healing. Um and I put I use it as a base for curries and stews. Um and I like to make my own sweet foods with honey, and I use desiccated coconut and coconut oil. So it's a like, nourishing treat. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, what percentage would you say of food you eat is um, killed by your partner? Do you. He, he goes hunting, so you eat pheasant and animals like that?
1: Yeah, most mostly pheasant because there's a lot of pheasant that fly onto our land and and yeah, there's a lot. We're in a quite a large pheasant area. Uh, so what percentage? We we would eat meat about three times, three or four times a week, and it's often pheasant or it's also uh, we have a we had a pig for a while and it's our pig. So yeah most mostly yeah three or four times a week. I don't know what percentage i can can be sure
0: um is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to speak about what feels really important to you in your life and about living like this because it's your entire life, isn't it? It's not just something you're doing as a hobby this is this presumably comes from your heart and your soul. mm, I don't know, I
1: have to think about that one just a bit.
0: Well, if, if you were going to give a message to anybody about living like this, I'm um, presumably you don't feel the need to conform to what everybody else is doing because you don't feel like it's the right thing for you.
1: Um, I, do, I, do <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's right for anyone else, but I, I just... Yeah, this is so right for us. I um, my mum said to me the other day, is like, "Don't you want to go and live in a house in town? Like, if that'd be so much simpler, and we could visit you easily." And uh, I don't know, she just likes the idea of us being in a normal house. And the thought of that to me is, I don't know, really sinking. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be a sinking feeling. Like, I just no, I wouldn't want to be in a my my my. I follow that intuition really. If it feels right, this feels so right to be here. And it's almost like we've we've been guided to be here. It feels like this is the place to be to to nurture the land to have a connection with the earth and where we can as the more time we're here, I feel like start to give back to this land as well and to the animals around it, and to provide for our own needs. And that includes, obviously, like, yeah, an, keeping animals and because we need, I really feel like we need animal fat and meat to kind of really give us the energy to, to live properly and healthily and that we can do that in, our, in a good way, that we can have animals on our land and really look after them and and give them a good life and a quick death and that we can grow our own food and yeah it would be great to be really meeting all of our needs which is something we're working towards even though we are living off grid we still are sort of yeah some ways not completely meeting our own needs yet Um, But but you will that's yeah each one step at a time i guess Like we haven't started a rainwater collection that's really functional yet we we have just yeah ways that we things we know that we could and we could provide for ourselves here on this land that aren't really established yet. Uh, like, yeah, growing more food and, and enough to sustain us and keeping more animals. and.
0: Well, you mentioned at the beginning money, that you realised at the beginning when you were younger, before you had children, you couldn't afford to live in a house, which is partly why you wanted to live out in nature. You didn't see a point in just working to pay for somewhere to live. But... Um, are you doing also for the greater good of the world, for the for, for the Earth, for for looking after the Earth? Are you concerned about that?
1: Mm, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I can see the the damage being done by. I've seen the damage as we travel through Europe by just these massive farming, huge scale wheat crops and these just huge scale farms that are actually really damaging, but. That on an acre of land, if one family can learn to sustain themselves with that land, it's it's playing a part, I guess, in in helping the earth and and not and not using plastics and buying stuff in packaging and like I feel like we're st- we're still working towards all that. I I wouldn't say we're like zero waste or anything. It's just trying to learn to become that and. When we first moved in here, as time's gone on, we've, we're have we creating less and less waste. Mm. And I guess, yeah, that's the way that I feel like we can help. And and also by bringing our children up with a connection to the earth is also a way that it might help, <laughs> but I also don't know. Yeah, it's such a big thing, isn't it? Such it,
0: a... it is. Well, I, I can see in this kitchen area you have one light, which is battery-operated or... Um, rechargeable so how do you manage without any electricity do you ever feel like you need it or are you happy going to sleep when it gets dark and waking up when it gets light and doing without
1: Uh, well for now we are we have a space which we rent which actually that's where we're not really meeting all of our needs in that way we haven't got us we we probably will set up a solar panel because it is useful to have some light and to be have some sort of connection (laughs) with the outside world but yeah I don't know long term I'm not sure that doesn't even that doesn't feel like a long-term solution but having having solar panels doesn't even feel like a long-term solution I'm not sure really what the I I probably am happy enough to live without light and all that in the future but I think for now I like I like actually having a little bit of power.
0: Um What do you use it for? What do you need power for generally?
1: Um for charging up uh phones occasionally and, <laughs> and battery uh for yeah for little lights and stuff around the around the house. And that's it's it. It's for in the summer we used oil powered lan- oil lanterns outside, but I didn't feel safe to have them inside in a pallet pallet bungalow. Probably not a safe thing to do. Um Yeah, I don't know, it's not something I've <laughs> considered too much yet.
0: Okay, I think that's all I'm gonna ask. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs>